episode 50. Here we go. It's time for the Art and Science Punks, the podcast where we talk about art, science, and technology. As punks, we love to create, to explore, to fail, to learn, and to listen to loud music. I'm one of your punks, Kate Stenzinger, and with me tonight and every night is my amazing punk partner. Hi, I am Rob Stenzinger. Hey, Robbie. Tonight we are going to talk about keeping the creative spark alive. Mm. <laughs> My notes. Uh-huh. I left the word creative out. So I started to read that and I went, wait, what are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Let's tell the people how we keep the spark alive, honey. Oh, that would have changed the podcast. <laughs> no, no. It's all about keeping the creative spark alive. All right. So that's, um, okay. yeah, I'm, I'm really curious to, to dive into this. What kind, of, what kind of angles are we thinking as far as um, creative spark is the, the, the will to make stuff? Exist. To, okay, yeah. Well, so here's what I think. I think to talk about keeping the creative spark alive, which is a very positive and... Um, uplifting topic. Mm-hmm. I think first we could have to talk about what causes that spark to go out. So mm. we're going to go dark, then we're going to kind of bring it back up again. Mm. Okay. Right, right, right. I just said, okay, like I'm on South Park. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about burnout or that creative spark dimming. And what types of things are kind of, how does that happen? Because for me, I know personally, I've got a couple different things that happen for me when my creative spark dims. I'm just going to go with dims instead of kind of going out or being super, super dark. Mm. Um, One of the things that, that happens for me is uh, exhaustion because, you know, life. So working full time, having a family, having commitments just life right gets at the end of the day i'm like i have got no juice left to create and it's a little bit like i mean people say this about exercise all the time right Mm. well the more you exercise the more energy you're going to have so you got to just kind of get in there and do it but there are days and i feel like creativity is similar but there are days at the end of it i'm done i'm Mm. done put a fork in me i'm i'm the best I could do is watch some TV and crash. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing. Um, another one is fear. So something that'll d- diminish my creative spark is, you know, fear that stops me from starting something. So I have a project maybe that I want to do, but I'm unsure of, or I'm worried about in some way. And so that fear, that worry, that uncertainty stops me from beginning. And that cycle in my head can really push my creative spark down. Mm. And then I have one more I'm going to tell you, and then I'm going to want to hear about yours. Uh, The last one I think that for me really, again, diminishes that creative spark is frustration at a current project. I'm at a place in a current project and it's not going the way I want it to. And so I'm frustrated and I don't want to, I don't feel like pushing through it maybe for one of the other reasons, but 
for whatever reason, the project I'm working on isn't energizing me. It's depleting me. And I think that happens in any creative, not in any creative project, but in, in several times when we're being creative, you can have something that starts out as super energizing. And then the next thing you know, it's, it feels really depleting. And I don't know what that is, but I know that working through it can sometimes feel amazing. Hmm. And I know that in some cases working through it just leads you to go, never doing that project again. <laughs> I thought I'd feel worse and I feel worse. <laughs> So those are some of the things that I feel like diminish or deplete my creative energy. So I'm curious what, either what you think of that or what things happen for you. Hmm. That's, yeah, I mean, there's so much to, to consider. Like, I, I, like everything you described, I would say, I also identify with the, the sort of, um, fear being a barrier, um, the, feeling depleted and then thinking, well, this next activity just pull me down more. Like, is, is mm-hmm. it just going to take out, take and not, and not build me up? Yeah. And that's, let's see. So what, what happens to me is, is like based on, I think the same underpinnings, there's like, what I, what, what would be different for me? I, I don't, I think you 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 described a very I think probably a wi- a very widely applicable. <laughs> I was broad and vague enough that it covered <laughs> everything. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> no, not not like not like that. As far as like, oh, let's see, not not like fortune cookie, right? Well, can I just maybe suggest one that I oh, I great. see in you? Okay, I would love that having so many projects that it's difficult to know where to begin. Oh, sure. That's a great one. And what to kind of work on first. And so, and, and then I think what happens for you is you sit down to work on something and you, no offense, but spin your wheels a bit, just trying to Mm -hmm. figure out where to go because you've got so many things going on. And then that experience itself is, depleting for you yeah it's discouraging yeah discouraging yeah totally and 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 depleting totally fits like i think that's almost yeah synonymous um so yeah i i think because of um because of my approach and maybe this isn't something everyone would experience but if you have a lot of stuff on your list it's easy to get overwhelmed Mm -hmm. and no i think most people very much on that page. There's like, there's one you, there's your your own time, attention, habits, skills, interest, commitments, and here you are theoretically in a position of the, the time, time of day where those commitments are now really, it's up to you what to do next. And if, if you're like, well, I plan on doing some work on, on a creative project, but wait a minute there's a little bit of an administrative layer to choose and select which, which thing on which project to work on. Absolutely. And that's, yeah, that, there's a bit of, um, there's, that has a cost that has, that has a, yeah, definitely has an effect. So tell me about your creative spark. Hmm. How do you envision your creative spark? Oh, 
I think I've so like like considered it. Uh, you mean like literally as a as a idea in my head that I try to picture. What I'm trying to ask is, do you consider your creative spark Goku, Goku Super Saiyan 1, Goku Super Saiyan, you know where I'm going, Uh Super Saiyan God level? What's your creative spark? Are you Gotenks? Do you need, like, to do fusion? (laughs) Okay. How do you Excellent envision Dragon Ball Z references? Thank you. Dragon Thank you. Ball, yeah. Super. But So but I mean so that's what I'm wondering like do you consider you know what I have this really deep well of creativity and creative spark in me where it takes a lot to deplete me? Or do you consider yourself you know Vegeta and you're just angry all the time cuz you picture everyone else's creative spark bigger and better than yours? Even if it's not, <laughs> I could take this analogy so many places right now. Well, are you Piccolo? I mean, I am. Where you're just quietly the strongest person in the room. Sure. No, I. Uh, <laughs> uh, as much as I love Dragon Ball Z, and I think of those characters as as great inspiration and fun food for thought, um, and interesting models to examine. I would say. I might feel a certain kinship from time to time with those characters in general because Dragon Ball Z overall has this, there's a community of relationships where they all work together and sometimes competitively but with the spirit of and the belief that what they do will help one another become stronger and yeah. themselves as well. Right. And they cheerfully go about that. Those down on the core team on the, in the main character, the Z fighters. Yeah, exactly. Um, for me, not being a collection of Z fighters, (laughs) it's more that, uh, I wish that could be the case that I have that kind of bottomless energy. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I try. And sometimes to ill effect, because then I can get into physical exhaustion. Right. But when it's working well... I've seen that before. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. So focusing on the, the, like, when it's working well, it points out that maybe what I'm currently experiencing as being stuck or spinning my wheels, really it's optional. And I've sort of created my own trap that has put me out of touch with that spark. Mm-hmm. And so there's almost like an underlying, I guess it's tough, the, the analogy of the spark versus like a um, like a fully fired up flame or what have you. But mm-hmm. like there's something where I know that I remember what it's like to be in this situation. I feel distant from the spark. I know I can get there. And then I will go through motions. Even yeah. I, I will say, well emotionally i'm not there intellectually i'm not there but i know that i can find a way there or i probably maybe i can if i do some warm-ups if i uh remind myself of a particular um like inspiring thing related to what i want to do next yeah and i can get sort of fired up again 
so and reminded or pointed to that spark. So your answer then is Krillin. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Based on what you just said. Okay. I did not realize I was on a Facebook poll. Which <laughs> Dragon Ball Z character, which, which, which Z fighter are you? No, um, which Z fighter represents your creative spark? That's what I'm trying to get to. Yeah. Yeah, I would say it. Sure. Krillin, Krillin's <laughs> a great, great uh, character to emulate. You're funny. Okay, so where you were headed is where I wanted to go next, but I couldn't let go of my Dragon Ball Z analogy, so I apologize. Okay. <laughs> so you just started talking about the things that you do to keep your spark alive. Okay, we both have talked about what are the things that deplete us or make mm-hmm. us feel like our spark is dwindling. But before we go to um, what are the things that we do to kind of build us back up or to keep that creative spark alive, mm-hmm. I'm curious, and this may be a really obvious question, but I'm curious, how do you know when your creative spark has been depleted? What's that look think, like? So, let's see. This is a this is a skill set, and I'm not saying. And now I am a guru master of a skill set, whatever. But there is a bit of the manage the executive function related to making creative works. That has to do with things you notice that that work well when you're in a situation. But in order to know that how you, you in order to know to pick out a tool to say, I should do a silly warm up. I should just or I should just get out some fresh paper and make lines on it until and and get myself moved. What before I, you have to notice you're in a situation. And I would right. I would theorize like for me that it was a capacity that I built over time to, to, to just even be able to see like, wait a minute, this isn't working. Mm-hmm. The, like the, th- I'm, I'm missing that like metaphorical spark. And to just to notice that is a good, is a skill. It's a huge skill. So be, one could say, um, the overused, easily abused concept of mindfulness. Yeah. Yeah. But I think what I also heard you say is this is something that you have taken some time to understand about yourself. And because of history and experience, you now have kind of more ability to recognize it. Yeah. I mean, instead of just um, only having a frustrated concern about, Oh, this thing that didn't go like I expected. I've, I've, had plenty of those situations and thought like, well, why didn't it work? And, and, and sometimes like, like why, like in particular, like why didn't I make some better use of that two hours or that one hour, that half hour and go, there had to have been some time where I could have noticed that it wasn't going right. Sure. It's hard though. You're like, I know for me, I'm, doing some mindless internet something or I'm putzing around the house and it suddenly this time has disappeared. Mm. It's sometimes really hard to kind of stop and recognize, no, I need to go set a timer and write for 10 minutes or I need to go set a timer and sketch for 10 minutes. Well, I mean, okay. So you're describing your own journey. Well, there you have, awareness of things that can help you get unstuck. Yeah. But 
just, you know, having that awareness and even being prepared to do something about it doesn't mean you're, 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 oh, know it. Like, let's see in your catalog, in your memory and overall, like what you could do doesn't mean, you know, that you should do that right now. Oh, totally. Totally. So, I mean, I've seen, I've seen you make incredible use out of time when you're feeling, um, when maybe that session, that creative session did not start in a way where it, it you know, it started drained. It yeah. started with a diminished, diminished spark. And that's something I know you and I have talked about before where I've even, you know, we've had the conversation where I've said, I've got nothing left and I'm trying to decide if I go push on a project for 20 minutes, am I going to be more frustrated or am I going to be energized? Will I get, you know, a second wind, if mm. you will? Mm. That second wind. We've, we we use that. That's a language. That's a, yeah. that's a thing we talk about. Yeah. And, uh, what do you, what do you do? Like what, um, it's a gut how do check. you evaluate that? It's a gut check. And if I think about how do I determine if my spark is kind of diminished, the same, same question that I had asked you for me, that the biggest challenge I have, and this is going to sound goofy, but the biggest challenge I have is I don't know. And I won't know unless I stop, hmm. I have to stop and sit and stop and think. I am a little bit of a high strung person. I don't know if people know that about me. Um, but I, I tend to kind of run, run, run from one thing to the next. And I've got 10 ideas in my head kind of at all times. And I really do need, I mean, you, you spoke of mindfulness earlier, but I really do need to stop and sit and think. And whether that's just stopping for, you know, five minutes at the end of kind of all rushing around and saying, where am I at? Check in with myself hmm. and see where I'm at. Or whether that's actually sitting down and doing like formal meditation. Either way, I won't know if I'm diminished. If I just try to keep kind of rushing through everything or powering through, sometimes that's language too that we use is I'm just going to power through. I'm not going to stop and think about it. I'm just going to power through. I can have very, very mixed results. And when I have good results, it's mostly luck. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I am yeah. truly diminished, but I haven't stopped to figure it out. I mean, back to your, your Dragon Ball Z characters metaphor there. Yeah. I think they, they make plenty of errors and, and have a lot of problems sometimes when they are just powering through yeah, and not finding a way to learn from where they're at right now or what's happening in the situation. And that's a, that's an attractive belief to say that, well, Whatever I'm doing, whether, you know, there's, it's somehow, it's, it's all my fault for not being, you know, strong enough. And if I just sort of try harder, that's the solution. And I think that that can be a really overly romanticized approach. I agree. You know, like yeah. That's the danger of like, stay up later. Yeah. And uh, deplete yourself more where it's not necessarily the thing that's going to get you the outcomes, but somehow that's an attractive one. I don't know why. Yeah. But I'll have to think about that a little bit more. Cause I agree with you. I don't know why I, that, that's something I think you've, you're really good at is, is not doing that. 
Oh, well, thank you. Mm. I think that would come from years of life. Okay. <laughs> but let's talk about how we keep that creative spark alive. You okay. started to touch on it earlier. Um, so let's, you know, let's lift it up. All right. Let's talk about what are the things that we do that really um, make that spark burn bright, mm. make that energy flow quickly. And um, I'm full of terms tonight and joyfully. Okay. Uh, gosh, I mean, every single bit of that is a big pile of habits, right? Just sure tools and practices, capacities. So let's talk about your practices. What are okay. some, what are some common practices that you have to help with that creative spark? I, well, I mean, one of those is, is time boxing and also using it, not just to produce stuff, but to just mess around. And to be like, I don't know what's going to happen in the next next few minutes, but I'm going to doodle and it's going to be for this long. Or I'm going to um, read about that thing that was bugging me earlier and I'm finally going to visit <laughs> Wikipedia to find out the, um, like, do electrons flow in one direction? How does that work? How does sound travel underwater? That's been bugging me. Mm-hmm. And so I just sure feel good about exploring a thing and get that it's 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 a better way to start making something to just feel a little better about you've always loved like those how things work yeah books and like ever since you were little right yeah that's true um i would you're very curious and very inquisitive i think that probably helps with your creative spark probably it's because you can you can follow your curiosity um down a path and learn and kind of feel energized by just the act of learning. Because <laughs> typically it's like, wow, or what? Or you. And, <laughs> and, and then it's clearly time to move on. Move on, yes. Yeah. And, and create yourself. Yeah. I also knew for you that sometimes you'll watch something, see something, experience something, hear something, and you will just turn to whoever's in the room and say, I need to go create. Like there are things like you watch and you'll be like, I have to go play guitar now. Yeah. It's funny. I credit my friends in childhood with that. Yeah. Because, um, I was never good at it really other than for transportation. But I, but I, I I was enthusiastic about skateboarding. Right. Sure. And, uh, you know, a, a friend of mine had, uh, skateboarding videos and we would we would watch them and then just go out and it was so satisfying to do like that sequence to the, to first watch something. see it be imbued and excited passionate and f- so fired up and then go try and like yeah my skill was nowhere near what i saw on video but like it was um somehow not, that that part wasn't the problem it's just like no just I, I experience felt, i felt a call to action and i acted totally got it that always happens to me after we play mario kart <laughs> what <laughs> no i'm kidding i like to go out and drive around like yeah. bunk into people no i'm joking i'm joking but no i i too understand that and i do completely get that feeling and that experience of watching someone inspirational do their 
craft or their their art and then wanting to go and it's yeah i mean even practice you know even just practice Mm -hmm. that's that's fantastic because at some on some level you're connecting with and um sharing an appreciation at the very least with this this common interest and pursuit and belief yeah so you get to feel part of that I don't know how I've come to this, Robbie, but one thing that I have learned in my kind of creative pursuits and creative endeavors is I've learned the difference for me. And I'd say my success rate on this is probably, I'm just going to go with 90%. Okay. So I still have room to grow, Hmm. um, room to, to learn. But one thing that I have learned is I can, I can feel, I'm going to say feel, I think it's, I can feel the difference between when I need to rest and when I need to power through. Because for me, one thing that does help grow or ignite my creative spark is making sure that I have, that I've rested. And whether that's rested, like physically sleep and get, you know, get some, some physical sleep or whether that's just, um, I've emotionally rested myself. That might mean I'm going to watch some goofy TV I'm going to read a good book. I'm going to do something um, that is not a challenging creative pursuit. I'm going to sit and I'm going to knit the most basic spar- the most basic scarf. Sorry. Ah, yeah. I can't. I, I'm going to knit a spark. <laughs> knit a scarf. You know, something like that um, where I'm not being creatively challenged can really help to kind of nurture and refuel me. Maybe it's I'm going to go make some nice tea and read a magazine. Mm. Um, But I've learned to identify uh, when I'm being just whiny, exhausted, and when, nope, I really need to recharge. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned a few different ways where you can be um, held back from getting into the creative process. And that's, uh, yeah, you are, you are really excellent at, at that. So I learned, honestly, I, you're one of the s- signals I've, I've observed. And I've, I've noticed how you purposefully don't power through. And I thought, gosh, there's got to be a different way. There's got to be a narrative of how I look at, you know, feeling um, spent is one way I've put it. Yeah. And thinking that, uh, the better option is not to somehow uh, push harder. There, there might be there might be a different a different way, and and, and I've I, I learned that through you. Aww. And there's uh, let's see. It takes it takes a strong ability to check yourself because that can easily become an excuse. It can. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, I mean, this, what's funny is every one of these tools can like work with and against each other. Oh, good point. Yeah. Where you can say that, um, no, I'm still kind of depleted and whatever. I could use more, you know, great. More, more leisure, more rest, whatever. And what's super funny is like even leisure is a thing where I love to play video games. But like depending, I, I, will, I will get more depleted depending on what kind of thing I choose oh, to do. Absolutely. It doesn't matter. Or for instance, if, um, or like I will play guitar to re-energize. But it depends on what I do, how I go about playing guitar. And um, if I try to do things that, that somehow um, 
it, there's a gentleness in, in recharging. Mm, absolutely. As I love that word. As opposed to like a severity or something. Yeah. That uh, I think that's, that's what I try to follow. Where if I'm going to recharge, it's whatever I'm about to do. For instance, like I like to, I'm not a, I'm a very basic juggler, but like I will pick up some juggling balls and I can juggle three balls in a bunch of ways. But, but there's, I would say you're a little beyond basic, but yes, it's very kind. I'm no, like, yeah, there's lots of evidence in the world where there's many, 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 there's far greater skill than I have in juggling, but, but I'm, you know, three balls, you know, it's, it's this interesting, comfortable place. But if I go to like the clubs or the, the rings, it might not be the right choice because that's frustrating where it's just, it's like this extra challenge that can be engaging the right context, but totally defeating yes. in, in other contexts. Absolutely. No, I get that. That's so, similar to my knitting example. So somehow recharging is like this navigation of what's more, what's more encouraging versus defeating yep. to me. And I guess that's, that's how I end up picking what I do. Nice. To, I to, like that. That spark. I like that. I think there's one more thing we should really talk about, and that is because um, I think we both do it, and that's looking for inspiration. And we talked a little bit about it, like where there's certain music that make you you want to play guitar. There's a uh, certain you know video that we've both watched that really inspire us. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think sometimes when I'm feeling depleted or I'm feeling my creative spark, it can be really helpful for me to, again, time box, but go out and look. Maybe I'll go out and I'll look at a Pinterest, the Pinterest board that I've created that are is sewing projects that I want to do and just get inspired. Or maybe I'll go out and watch video of creative people doing you know similar activities, kind of like you talked about with the skateboarding. That what's that? It's almost like maintaining. I would imagine anyone with a smartphone has maintained some form of scrapbook. And or um, playlist of some kind of thing, be it like uh, book, music, video, um, or photos. Or for for me, there's a um, uh, there's kind of a habit that 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 artists have had for a long time mm-hmm. called like you create you make a I don't know why they call it this. I think it's called like a morgue file, where you have a collection of images that you thought, oh, this is arresting or interesting or helpful in some way. Oh, okay. And yeah, I've used this app called Inboard for a few years and I've got just a small you know, selection. It's not, it's more like a couple hundred Im- images. Images, like just thousands things that inspire you. Yeah, where like anything from uh, data visualizations to like poster designs and book covers and things like that where I think the composition's amazing. Oh my gosh, these fonts or some aspect of it where it's almost like um, this particular scrapbook that I know. Like, go pick it up, and this, this will help me. Nice. I like that. That's a good, a good one. Is this it's a, like an image tool? Yeah, that's, it's, that's Inboard's uh, primary strength. So it'll, it'll do things like it can capture images, or you can throw images in it. And categorize them and stuff. Oh, nice! So in a way, it's kind of like, oh, this is just just like my photos app, but you know, it's it, you're 
images from the web. Setting and... aside a special place for this is nice because it's meant to be accessible and easily explored. I so like in order, that. In order to do its job. So sounds like it makes that easy for you. Yeah, it sounds like it's kind of tailor-made for this type of thing to, to be an inspiration place. Yep, yeah. I love it. I might have to check that out. Oh, yeah. Well, I think that talks a lot about the keeping the creative spark alive. Do you have a pick for this evening? Hmm. Well, I happen to have an art pick. Nice. I have a science pick. I love it when things work out like this. Awesome. And, uh, well, my art pick, I will have to just preface it with there are a few good resources for this. So I'll have a few links. Ah, this and is a this is a Robbie multiple link, multiple pick pick. Multiple link, same pick. Okay. Because my pick is um, doodling with a prompt. Doodling with a prompt. And I love it. There's just so many resources for this. Tons. You like, see this kind of thing all the time. Right now I've got a I have saved a prompt list that's a photography prompt list oh right so every day for the month of you know december do this ah and the, uh, interesting you mentioned that aspect where the everyday thing for the yeah. month of thing there a lot of prompts like you can you can look around go go hunt for prompts you will find many and I've the ones that I've just bumped into pertain to art challenges. And I don't know if that's the Google algorithm in my bubble and whatever I'm doing, um, which I happen to like art challenges overall. You love them. Um, but have I got, I've had a different relationship with them this year. But anyway, um, there are a lot, a lot of art challenges that sort of say, like, for n number of days, do these things. Here's a, here's a bunch of ideas for doing these things, and then you take it in whatever direction. You'll, you'll encounter that. But then you don't have to, like, sign up for that. You don't have to hire that list for, like, that particular purpose. Right? Yeah, use it for anything you want. It's, it's neat to just essentially say, uh, I will benefit from creative limitations to just put marks on a page in doodle form based on whatever this thing says to try. Mm -hmm. And that gets you past this, the stuckness of, well, prioritizing and uh, purposeful intentionality, thinking like, this is my goal and I want to accomplish this. This is just, sh this is saying that moving ahead, making is love it. a practice in and of itself. And this get the the idea of being prompted gets some of the potential frictions out of the, out of the way, and then I saying, love it. doodling gets even more frictions out of the way. I love it, and I love it because it's clearly a way to keep the creative spark alive. Yeah, you know, right to build your creative spark. Mm -hmm. Grab a prompt, sit down, get you know, put pen to paper, pencil to paper, mouse to mouse pad. Whatever your, <laughs> <laughs> you know, method is. Totally. And that's, uh, yeah, I mean, I did a project in 2015 called Unblocking. And that's where I put out some piece of visual art for every day. And yeah. I, I think I should have used this <laughs> kind of approach a little more than I, than I did. Use some prompts? Yeah, some prompts would have been helpful. Interesting. Oh, I thought that was a great experience, though. It was, yeah. 
It's a fun thing to practice. Yeah. It was a long practice session. It certainly was. Yeah, it was the entire year of 2015. And uh, definitely related to Creative Spark and seeing like, well, what kind of, like, what if I did make something small every day? And it doesn't have to be complex, but I'll let it be complex sometimes. Yeah. And how does that affect me? So in some ways, that that part that practice was um, it, yeah, a very helpful experience to learn about all these frictions we've been talking about. Absolutely, very cool, great pick. I love it. Yeah. So you'll put some links out there. Yes, I will. And the thing is, uh, okay, as far as the links, as far as the sort of caveat there, um, I use it. Uh, I use Google Chrome as my main browser, and I use Privacy Badger as an extension to Google Chrome. And Privacy Badger will sort of block some things that, uh, and I, I also use Adblocker Plus. So the com- combination of, lo- of those two will prevent too many quirky things. So some sites that do prompting will be so heavily ad laden. Ah. Uh-huh. Right? But like for me, I'm not seeing all those ads. And I get the whole mixed bag situation that is because I get that I'm. My, I might be hurting the income of that site. But then third-party ad placement on a website, given how brow- web browsers behave, this is a whole tangent. <laughs> I was going to say, you're I getting know. deep. It's a deep topic. But like that's really problematic. And blocking ads can keep you safe. So it's a tough call. And you know, mad respect and props to the sites that put out these prompts. But yet, when they choose to put all these other things... There's a mixed bag that they're participating in, not to guilt them. I hope they may hope they do well, but like sure, sure. I'm experiencing them with an ad blocker plus a privacy badger. Okay. So. Well, that's a good caveat to know. Yeah. So people can click on what they feel comfortable and or, you know, get geared up. And then click on <laughs> Excellent. More. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. Great. Great art, great art pick and great, you know, health tip for everybody there. <laughs> browsing hygiene browsing hygiene there you go yep. um my i have a science pick tonight okay and we've talked about this i think a number of times on our podcast but this one came across my radar a number of times in the last week and it just is really i think beautiful and amazing and that is i'm gonna flip this around so you can see it have you did this <gasps> Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay, so it came across to your site, too, then. this These are images from the Juno spacecraft over Jupiter, and they have gotten these amazing photos of Jupiter's clouds. And, again, we've talked about this before, these photos that are taken, and the mm-hmm. raw data is uploaded to, Na- to the NASA site, and anyone can go out and work with them. And so these are citizen scientists that process this image using the data from the Juno cam imager and it's amazing and beautiful. These it's essentially like these storm clouds. And I will tell you, it looks like a painting. Mm. Like I would love to have a framed print of this. Mm. It's just so well done. These kind of blues and golds. And it's just cool too, that, you know, this is again, an image from the Juno spacecraft in late October, this was taken. I think it's just a lot of fun. So we'll put a link out to that. People have probably seen it because it's been on several feeds. And I think it's, I think I even um, 
retweeted it on Art and Science Punks, so people may have seen it there too. And totally, yeah. And we've yeah we've mentioned Juno before yeah. and whatnot, but this is uh, so like there's a new set of photos. Yep, like I said, this one was taken October twenty fourth. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to tell you when Juno was at the latitude of fifty seven point fifty seven degrees. So it was its ninth close flyby of the planet. Mm. Really fascinating information for us to yeah. know, but it's yeah. just it's gorgeous. Yeah, they're amazing. Amazing photos. Yeah. So that, that's, that's my science pick for that, tonight. That's a really, really great science pick. NASA has provided so many great science picks for us. They really have. And <laughs> I just love the, I love the image data that comes through. And I know we've talked about it before, but it's just kind of fun. Well, and I mean, those two missions, NASA, uh, I mean, Juno and Cassini, there was so yeah. much amazing work that came from them. So much amazing stuff done. Well, I think that wraps us up for tonight, but we have one more thing we wanted to share with our Art and Science Punks listeners. So, Art and Science Punks is going to go on hiatus. And uh, I think I want to say, you know, sorry that this is a bit of a, a sudden announcement, yet related to keeping Creative Spark alive. Absolutely. And having a variety variety of projects and interests <laughs> that this is a this has been an amazing year long thing so far that um, some creative projects when they have this ongoing aspect um, they will have an effect on like the the smaller things or the the Absolutely. the not year long things that you want to do yeah so. This opens up some capacity. We have had so much fun doing this podcast. And we've really, this started with a challenge that Robbie threw to me over a year ago. So we've been doing this for a year and a month. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it was a year ago in November, the beginning of November, Robbie said, come record with me. And we had so much fun doing it. We've continued it for a year and it's been wonderful. And we... I have so many kind of fun things and ideas for what we'd love to do with this podcast. But we've also taken some time to really sit down and, and look at our our patterns and our time mm. and have determined that right now, in this period of time, we need to to take this time to focus on some of our other creative projects that have been neglected, that haven't been kind of moving along as efficiently as I think um, each of us would like. Yeah. So it's um, it's it's a tough call. It's bittersweet. Very much so. Yet um, yet here we are, and I hope that uh, those of you that have follow, followed us along on this adventure of this this year long set of work so far, uh, I hope it's been fun, and it's been it's been an honor. Then thank you for doing you know for for being part of this this for, this thing yeah for being part of our community for being a listener we really appreciate everybody out there people that have tweeted at us and, and contacted us it's been just wonderful so i mean what happens next right it's uh this is a this is an indeterminate hiatus yeah absolutely and in the meantime we're going to keep creating keep sharing mm-hmm. i think uh, it'll be good but we've had a we've had a great time and we appreciate everybody out there Mm-hmm. We've mentioned a lot of links and stuff, right? But uh, in case those, some of you out there haven't uh, haven't heard, uh, I do do another podcast, and that's an, that's another yeah. place if you're curious about more audio stuff. 
And that, uh, that's called Lean Into Art. And I do that with uh, Jersey Drost. And we, uh, you know, we, we do a lot of visual storytelling type topics and sometimes have guests and whatnot. And it'd be great to, you know, connect with you there. But then, of course, we do share links and stuff as far as how you can connect with us uh, ongoing. Absolutely. And we'll try and keep some stuff going in the Art and Science Punks Instagram. Um, I also, you know, I'm on Twitter at Kate Stenzinger and Instagram at Kate Stenzinger. So can connect with me there. That's awesome. Uh, what do you, what do you think? Well, I think that wraps us up for today. And thank you for listening and for being part of our art and science punks community where we just talked a little bit about where everybody can find us online. Robbie, any other places? Well, we are art and science punks on Instagram. So we've got the and in there, right? But then on Twitter, we are Art Science Punks. And you can find our podcast feed and all of our previous podcasts at artsciencepunks.fireside.fm. We're also available on Apple Podcasts and Google Play Podcasts, where we would appreciate your kind words and ratings. And again, you can always tweet me at Kate Stenzinger on Twitter. And I am Rob Stenzinger on Twitter. Keep building, making, and sharing. It's been a ton of fun doing this and like this has been like the longest ongoing creative project we've we've done together other than like the other aspects of our lives <laughs> it's been amazing thanks honey thank you <laughs> <laughs>